Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you today with hearts wide open to hear from you, to receive a great message by the Holy Spirit from you. Lord, we pray that we'll not just be hearers of your word, but we will be doers thereof. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. amen. You may be seated. I have a quick up list I want to go over. Uh, train up, stir up, hush up, fess up, grow up, build up, speak up, stand up, wake up. Get up, look up, man up, fill up, lay up, lift up, listen up, and shake it up. How many know that in life there are just some things that need to be shaked up? A boring Christian is bad advertisement for Jesus. It's good to shake it up a little bit. Get some energy moving. Go to the gym. Sit somewhere else in church. What? What? <laughs> Where would I sit? Why would I want to? Well, you might meet someone new. Eat at a different restaurant. Order something different. Shake it up. But that's not my message today. I want to talk to you on the subject of re-up. Re-up. What is re-up? Re-up means to sign up again. It means to officially stay in the military or on a team or with a company for an additional period of time to re-enlist. Brenda and I will be re-upping in July. We'll be then in our 35th year here. And so I want us as believers in this church to renew our commitment to Christ, to re-enlist and to go after him with all of our hearts until he returns. What do you say? Can we do that? His plan is to take you from faith to faith and from strength to strength and from glory to glory. How many of you know that life has gravity? Life, in fact, has a downward pull to it. How many of you have ever been on vacation, and when you got back to the city limits, uh, you got this text, and you saw this email, and Monday's the next day, and you got to go back to work. It's kind of a downward pull. I don't know how, time, how many times I've said to Brenda, I said, I think we ought to go to Hawaii for about a year right about now. <laughs> See, the enemy of your soul, he wants to pull you down. And the world will drag you down if you will let it. And the enemy will drag you down and keep you from the victorious life if you will let him. But don't let him win. Don't let him triumph over you. He is a defeated foe. So if and when something has brought you down, it's time to re-up. Now, R-E, re is a prefix. It's at the beginning of a word that means once more. It means afresh. It means to return to a previous state. Amen? Like repent, right? At one time you were in the penthouse enjoying fellowship with the Lord. But then you sinned and you went to the basement. But oh, if you'll ask for forgiveness and repent, he'll take you back to the penthouse. 
So if, if you get down, that means you were once up. So once you're down, if you re-up, that means you're going to return to a previous state of up. And that is where you and I belong. We belong up. The story of a 90-year-old man in a little church where they had Sunday evening testimony service. And he said, I have a testimony. And he stood up. And he said, in all of my 90 years of life, I have never had a down day. And there was a young man there that was visiting, and he was very distraught by what he had heard because he said to himself, you know, I'm a Christian, and I pray, and I attend church, and I tithe, and I do all these things, but I, I, I'm tempted to have some down days. And so he went respectfully to the 90-year-old gentleman after the service, and he said, no, what exactly did you mean by that? And the elder gentleman just smiled and very graciously said, I've never had a down day because I don't stay down. He said, I'm either up or I'm getting up. I'm either up or I'm getting up. And that is a decision of our will. The good news is this, is you can re-up. I'm not saying you're down. I hope you're not down. But if you are down, let Jesus lift you up today. Now in Proverbs 24, 16, the scripture says... For though the righteous man falls seven times, what will they do? He will rise again. In Psalm 37, verse 24, let's read it together. It says, Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord... Oh, thank God, you may have been cast down. You may have been knocked out, knocked down, but you're not knocked out. Why? Because he is upholding you with the mighty word of his power. The message translation says, If he stumbles, he shall not be down for long. Why? Because God has got a grip on his hand. The voice says it like this, Even though you trip up, you will not fall on your face because he holds you by the hand. Oh, I love it. I love his upholding power. You know, David knew a lot about his upholding power. The enemy was coming at him. He was being taunted by all sorts of accusations. There were all sorts of things that were coming against him. And quite frankly, he was tempted to be down. So he had to have a conversation with his soul. There are times where Pastor Mark and Pastor Brenda need to have conversations with our souls. And in Psalm 42 and verse 5, I want you to look at this scripture with me. Read it with me. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I'm going to yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Soul, what's going on? See, David had a reason to be down, but he didn't stay down. And you may have a reason to be down, but if you will stir yourself up and lift up your head and look unto Jesus, it won't be long before you're back on your feet. Where it says there, hope thou in God, it literally means expect God to act. 
How many of you are expecting God to act in your behalf this year? See, David knew very well that God comforts the downcast. He didn't remove God from the equation. He kept God right in the midst of the equation. And he said, this may be going on in my life, but I'm going to praise my way through to the other side. David said, I am not going to worship. I'm not going to worry. I am going to worship. Amen. I'm not going to sorrow. I'm going to sing a song unto the Lord. I'm not going to despair. I mean, David was a man who danced before the Lord with all of his heart. You know, it would do some of us good to do a dance before the Lord in the morning. Smith Wigglesworth said, I never ask Smith how I feel. I tell Smith how I feel. He was known to wake up every morning and dance 10 minutes before the Lord in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I believe that that would do some of you good. Look at your neighbor and say, don't despair. Get on God's dance floor. Look at another and say, but don't worry. Worship. Don't sorrow. Sing a new song. You do, not have to de- to, you do not have to yield to depression and to discouragement. You can get up. Now, I want to look at a story in 1 Samuel chapter 30. And I want to look at verse uh, 4 to begin with. And this wasn't on the, uh, the list today, but I wanted to share this with you just a little bit. Again, this is out of David's life. David and his men had just returned to a place called Ziklag. And all of their wives and their whole city was burned down. All of their children were gone. Their wives were gone. And the Bible says that the men and David wept until they had no more power to weep. Have you ever been in a situation where you have wept so much where you had no more power to weep? Well, I've got good news for you. Hallelujah. There's joy coming in the morning. So number one, we see that they wept. Number two, we see what David did is he encouraged himself in the Lord. I want you to notice in verse 8. David chose in the midst of them speaking of stoning him. David turned away from them, and he encouraged himself in the Lord. There are times where you have to turn away from your circumstances. Turn away from what people may be saying. Turn away from the accusations of the enemy, and just look yourself in the mirror and start encouraging yourself in the Lord. The next thing that David did is David waited. Notice with me in verse 8 of 1 Samuel chapter 30. David inquired of the Lord. It's a good thing to inquire of the Lord. And then he said, shall I pursue this troop? He did not just want to assume that he was to pursue this troop. For had he gone to pursue the troop without the Lord's okay, he would have fallen. Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? You know what? He got his answer from heaven. And here was the answer. Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, you shall what? You shall recover all. He wept, he waited, and then he went. Notice with me in verse 9 and 10. 
In verse 9 and 10 it says this. So David went, he and the 600 men who were with him, and came to the brook Besor, where those who stayed were left behind. Verse 10. But David pursued he and 400 men, for 200 stayed behind, who were so weary that they could not cross the brook Besor. Say it with me, David went. And then lastly, look at verse 18. Oh, hallelujah, ready to shout. In verse 18 of 1 Samuel chapter 30, it says, So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. David wept, David waited, David went, but David won. And you can win the battles that you face in your life. Though the enemy has come to steal and to kill and to destroy, I'm telling you, by the power of God, you can recover all and everything that you have lost can be restored for the glory of God. Come on, somebody. Everyone say, restore, restore, and cover all. So basically what David did is he re-upped. He re-upped. How about you? Have you ever had to re-up in your life? Now, I know we're a faith church, but you know what? We still have emotions. We still have feelings. And there's nothing wrong with you admitting that you are in the valley of the shadow of death. What's wrong with that, and the only thing wrong with that, is staying there. When God has so graciously given you the ability to go through it. You see, there are some things that we all go through. Because there are some places that God wants to get us to. And so, there's been times in Brenda's in my life and in ministry, just as mom and dad and and just some of the disappointments that you sometimes face in life and some of the challenges that you face in ministry. There, there's been times where Brenda's had to look at me and she could tell that I was down. And I'm not talking about clinical depression. I'm just talking about just a little bit down. Anybody ever been there before? And Brenda would say something like, well, Mark, how are you doing? How are things going? I mean, are you all right? Are you okay? And uh, I would say to her, you know, Brenda, I'm all right by faith. But I need some time. I need some time to refocus. I need some time to refuel. I need some time to encourage myself in the Lord. And I know that by morning time, I'll be on top of this. So I want to encourage you to allow yourself to take the time to refuel. The worst thing you can do when you're down is call another person on the phone who's down. If you don't watch it, you may end up going to town and getting drunk. The worst thing you can do when you really need to refuel and to refocus is to refuel through the television and sit there and watch six to eight hours of complete nonsense. Jesus did not say that man 
shall live by the television alone. No, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. There's words from heaven that can take you from being down to bring you back up. He is the restorer of your soul. He is the glory and the lifter up of your head. But you've got to put your head in a position to be lifted up. And there are times where I've got in front of the mirror and I said, okay, Mark, stop that now in the name of Jesus. Do you hear me? You stop thinking like that. You stop talking like that. You stop whining. You stop complaining, you big, whiny baby. It's time for you to man up and to speak up and to lift up. Come on, somebody. These conversations that we have with ourselves are extremely important. Rather than putting on some sort of an air. And rather than, you know, being some sort of sophisticated, hyper-faith person, I believe in living by faith. I believe in walking by faith. But there are times, my brothers and sisters, where our faith needs to be stirred up, where our praise needs to go up. Hallelujah! Are you all right? Well, you know, I'm on my way up. Oh, yes, everything's just fine. Liar. <laughs> See, there's the, there's the balance between calling those things which be not as though they were and being a person that is authentically true to what's going on in you. And when you're authentic, people appreciate that. And people can tell phonies when they see them. This isn't bad preaching, I'm telling you right now. It's even better than the first service. Why are we knocked out? Why are we not knocked out? Because we're on our way up. Take the time to fuel up. Ephesians tells us that we are to ever continuously be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important for every person in here on Pentecost Sunday to get a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit upon them. It is so important for you to learn the language of heaven like Brenda is teaching on Sunday nights. Be full of the Holy Spirit. Be ever filled up. Keep full. Get back up. And you will conquer all. Jesus. Listen, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the grave, from the dead, is the greatest re-up story ever. The truth of the matter is this. The trajectory of my life and your life as a believer, it's up. It is up. We're heading up. Look at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 18 through 20. I just dropped by this morning to encourage you a little bit. Jesus is lifting you up today. In Ephesians 1, 18 through 20, I want you to 
Go ahead and help a preacher out today, and I want you to read this with me. Ready, read. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope which he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Verse 19. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power, verse 20, that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Oh, we need to shout about that. And then let's read a couple more scriptures. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Notice verse 4 through 6, again in the NLT translation. Ephesians chapter 2. We're looking at verses 4 through 6. It says, But God, who is so rich in his mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you've been saved. For he raised us up from the dead along with Christ, And he seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. I'm not looking at a congregation of dead people. I'm looking at a people that have been raised to life, headed to heaven, and we have help from above. When the best throw up their hands and say, we've done everything we can do. That's not the end of the story. Because we have heaven's help for earth's failures. We have heaven's, come on somebody, we have heaven's miracles for the challenges that we face here on earth. Hallelujah. Say it me, I'm heading up. I'm already up. I've been raised up. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I sense the faith is getting strong in here today. As a believer now, as a believer, you and I can access this hope that David tapped into. We can access this hope. In uh, Peter, it says this, and you don't need to turn there. It says, by his boundless mercy, we have been born again into an ever-living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. When you make a decision to re-up, when you make a decision to refocus and to fill up and to lift up, here's what he's going to do for you. He is going to impart a joy unspeakable and full of glory and a peace that passes all understanding into your life. Now, here's a prayer that I've asked you to pray every day for yourself, and please pray it for me. It's in Romans 15 and verse 13 in the Amplified Version. I want you uh, to turn there just for a moment. Romans 15, verse 13. Notice it says this. May the God of hope, pray that with me. May the God of hope hope. so fill me me. with all joy joy. and and peace in believing 
that through the experience of my faith, that I, by the power of the Holy Ghost, may abound and be overflowing and bubbling over with hope. I'm expecting God to act. I'm expecting God to act in your life. I'm expecting Him to quicken bodies today. I'm expecting people to renew their commitment to Jesus. I'm expecting people this morning that have been a little bit down to get back up. You know, in Psalms 3... Let's look at that scripture, Psalms 3. And uh, this again refers to the life of David. Psalm uh, 3. And I'm going to look at just a few verses here. Hallelujah. Psalms 3 and verse 1. This is not the kind of increase you want. Lord, how are they increased... That trouble me. Lord, how are they? It seems like there's an increase of trouble all around me. Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, it may be even some of your family members, it may be some people on the job. I prayed for a person. This morning, that on the job, she just has been a little bit down because of the people, perhaps, that are saying things. I prayed for her and lifted her up. Many are they which say of my soul. They've said it about me. Who does he think he is? Pastor in a church in the San Francisco Bay Area? One of the most difficult places in the entire world. Who does he think he is? How can he ever have a church there that has any impact? They won't go to beyond 20 or 30. Many are they which may have said of your soul, of your life, of your financial picture, of your relationships, many are they which have said of our soul. What are they saying? There is no help. For him and God. Oh, is that a mistake? That, oh, that, that, no help for me and God? Are you talking to me? Look at this. But thou, O Lord, but thou, O Lord, but thou, O Lord, David's encouraged himself in the Lord. He says, but you, Lord, you are my glory, and you are the lifter. You are the lifter. You are the resurrected one. You are the lifter up of my head. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you what, when he lifts your head, you don't need any other help but his help. When he's the glory, oh, Shandahaya, when he's the glory and the lifter up of your head, you can look at the devil and say, what you say, devil? Woo! Come on, let's try it on for size. But thou, O oh Lord, 
You are my glory. Finish it up. And you are the lifter. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies. You getting it? My head shall be lifted up above my enemies. Why? Because Charles, he's the glory. And he's the lifter up of your head. Hallelujah. He's the glory. Oh, I've had him lift up my head many times. Ha, ha, ha. First thing he did for me, he lifted me out of hell and put me in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Times where I've been a little down in the dumps, he's been right there. He's a help. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He, oh, hallelujah. I'm ready to preach now. He is my glory. He is the lifter up of your head. Oh, I've seen God do it time and time again. I've seen him bring restoration to people who just cleaned their hands of them and just said, I want nothing to do with that person. They've sinned. They've disqualified themselves, but they forgot God. I said they forgot God. They forgot the fact that when a person authentically repents and calls upon the name of the Lord, the cleansing power of God by the blood of the Lamb comes in and cleanses them and reinstates them and restores them and causes them to go from the doldrums back on up. Hallelujah. You don't have to be George Jefferson to move on up. Hallelujah. We're moving on up. Ah, it's over for her. Over for them. Richard Roberts says he's not only the God of the first chance, but he's the God of the second chance. He's the God of the third chance. He's the God of the fourth chance. I'm telling you, as long as God is still on the throne, there is hope for you and there is hope for me. I'm expecting God to act on your behalf. I'm expecting to do for you what you could never do for yourself. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm expecting. I'm expecting a miracle today. I am expecting. I'm expecting God to act on my behalf. Ah, no, 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 they're not going to make it. (laughs) You just hide and watch. They've already made it because they serve the way maker. When people say there is no way, you say, oh, Yahweh. He is the way. Come on. He is the truth. And he is the life. He's my shield. He's my glory. And he's the lifter up of your head. Turn quickly over to the book of Micah. And I want you to notice in chapter 7. And I want you to look at verse 8. And perhaps you have fallen. And perhaps you're down right now. But you're on your way up. I, I just love, I love the attitude, Doug, here. 
than Micah had. This is just... Look, look at this now. He's talking directly to his enemies. You need to speak to your enemies. I guarantee you they're speaking to you. You need to talk back. Here's what he said. Hey, devil, don't you rejoice over me. See, they thought they had Jesus down for good. But he got up. Everyone say, he got up. Now, don't you, don't you rejoice over me, Mr. Devil. Because here's why. When I fall, I will arise. When I've been knocked down, I'm going to re-up. When I've been knocked down, I'm going to get up. Because he got up for me. And this is a decision that we must make every day of our lives because there is a downward pull that wants to bring you down. Listen, devil, when I fall, I'm getting back up on my feet. And when I'm back up on my feet, you better. Well, 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 watch it and watch out. Because you came against me one way, but Mr. Devil, you're going you're gonna to flee before me seven ways. You're going to pay, devil, because God, Shandai, is about to turn some things around. I said God is about to turn. He's about to turn some things around in this nation. He's about to turn some things around in your finances. He's about to turn some things around in your family. So don't you get happy, Mr. Devil. I may have been down temporarily, but glory to God. I'm standing on the eternal Word of God, and I'm back up on my feet. Come on, Devil. I just can't help it. I got to preach it. I got to shout from the housetops. I'm telling you, my God and your God is so good that he will not leave you down. He always, ooh, Shandahaya, he always provides a way of escape so that you and I can come to a safe landing place. Isn't that right, Imogene? Say it with me, Imogene. He always, he always causes me to triumph. What you smiling about, devil? Don't you rejoice over me. I, I don't sweat you. you know, we get out on the basketball court and talk a little trash to one another, especially in street basketball. You just let the person know, you ain't got nothing on me. I don't sweat you. That's got to be your attitude about the devil. I don't sweat you. You're not going to bring me down. Because when I fall, come on, say it, I shall. I shall arise. Say it with me, I shall arise, I shall arise, I shall arise. And even in your midnight hour, there arises light in the darkness. And the rest of the verse says, when I sit in darkness, here's what will happen. The Lord will be a light to me you have light your light has come Isaiah 60 verse 1 you can quote it with me it says arise and shine 
for your light has come. Hallelujah. And the glory of the Lord is risen. I'm telling you, when the glory of the Lord rises upon you and he's the glory and the lifter of your head, you don't need nothing else. Say it me, the glory of God is risen upon me. And so he's ready to help you this morning. As we prepare our hearts at 12.08 this morning to have communion, he's ready to help you. And here's the takeaway. You've got to make a decision to re-up. The fact of the matter is, is God has given us his hand, his word, his spirit. Listen to this one. His church. His people. His help. To enable us to get back up. So say it with me real strong. I'm not staying down one second longer. Devil, you cannot keep me down. For I tap into heaven's help every day of my life. I'm reing up. I'm renewing. I'm reenlisting. I'm filling up. And all, all of us, just lift up your hands and praise Him. Amen. Glory to God. Come on, stand up, everybody. Amen, amen, amen. Woo, glory to God. Pastor Tom, thank you so much. It's time for us to have communion. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, there's just some keys in there for you. If you'll just do it, you will be blessed in your doing. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Please, everyone, in an attitude of prayer.